Everybody, welcome back to another fresh episode of the Fresh Mondays podcast with your host Diana and Marley. Hi guys, welcome back. How was your week, Diana? It was fantastic. I'm so happy we had a very successful episode number 69 and we appreciate everybody who listened, who supported, who reposted and who shared. Shout out to uh, sex therapist Jen. She was a great guest. A lot of people really enjoyed um, the topic. They felt as if it did open up a lot of conversations. We got a lot of positive feedback. And for those of you who haven't listened, just click the links on all of our social media bios and we'll be able to allow you guys to catch up and just look through all of our episodes that you haven't heard yet. People love talking about sex, by the way. So the messages I've received were a couple little like, okay, that's a little intriguing. Some people are interested in taking some classes. Your book recommendation was a good one. Ooh. I got one person that replied back like, mm, this book sounds interesting. <laughs> back and forth. I said, all right. Recommendations working out for some. So, and you know, people love when we talk a little bit more fun, a little bit more intimate or a little more right. like personal in a sense. So that was a great conversation to have. I mean, it's lighthearted, yet very relevant. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's yeah. good to talk about everything because it's important to have a well-rounded life. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, I just want to shout out this tan that I have. If you're seeing on YouTube, I have a little tan. It's been hot out here. I always like to give my weather update. But your girl looks like she's from Miami out here in Washington. Oh. So you guys said you're like one week of like sunny summer weather. Well, the month of July, the month of July. And I went out there in them streets in the little fake beach that they have or the lake. Oh, it's a lake. I was about to say it was a lake. Yeah. Okay. We're in Lake Washington. and got my. But lakes are always cold. No, I didn't touch the water. water. Oh God, you suck. You should have gone in the water. That's the point of going to the lake. It's like fresh water. I didn't go into the water, but from what I heard the kids say that it was cold. So that's that. So I just wanted to give a shout out to my tan. Very cool. <laughs> um, this week's episode, episode 70. Look at us almost reaching 100. Oh my God, this is exciting. 70 is a very large number in any situation. Is That's it? like, yes, think about it. And when you get a 70 in school, that means you're passing, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna pass, you know? That is how I lived my life. <laughs> <laughs> when you turn 70, that's when people stop giving a shit. Have you noticed? Wow. Everybody over 70, like, doesn't give a shit. They're just like, look, bitch, okay? <laughs> I've been here in these streets. Like, I know what's up. Is that when the filter stops? Like, the that's filter when the, the filter stops. And also, when it's 70 degrees outside, it's good money. That means we out here. You know what I mean? In the streets at 70 outside. So we 70% what we need to be right now <laughs> as a podcast, everybody. So it's exciting to get to these numbers. That's, uh, you know what? That's, uh, it feels an accomplishment for sure. 100%. That's wonderful to hear. Episode 70, we are going to connect with a personal trainer, fitness trainer. Her name is Crystal Ann. She is vegan as well. She's really entertaining on Instagram. I follow her. I've known her for a couple of years. Um, we work together. Um, and just seeing her journey and what she's gone through, uh, has accomplished and where she's at now and those kind of things. And she's not one of those people who is like down your throat with a lot of things. In my opinion, it's very easily delivered and um, beautifully kind of like just shared, has no filter to it. So she's very sweet. And I thought she'd be great to be on the show just to hear more about different options of weight loss and fitness, right? Because we both like working out. I have a new journey of working out that I'll share later. And I, and I know you go working out as well. 
So I thought it was just interesting to see in a female's perspective um, of what her journey is like from in personal fitness to becoming a trainer and those kind of things as well. So awesome. pretty excited. I'd love to get the, the women that empower and give us the knowledge how to get there. I love for sure. Guys. For sure. So without further ado, we're going to introduce uh, Crystal Lane to the show. All right. Uh, Fresh Mondays listeners, please take a moment and welcome Crystal Ann. Hi, Crystal Ann. Hi. Say hello to the people. Introduce yourself. Tell us, you know, a little intro bio about yourself to our listeners. All right. So hi, everyone. My name is Crystal Ann. I am 29 years old. I live in South Florida. Um, I've lived here my entire life. And I pretty much got into the fitness um, realm um, after a breakup. So I'm pretty sure we'll dive deep into that and I can tell you guys more about my journey and how I transitioned into just being a regular person, just kind of like going through life and not having a purpose to actually having a purpose. And now I am able to help other women feel confident and feel good within their bodies. So wow, very that. awesome. You know that, you know, my antennas went up when I said a breakup. Ooh, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> About four or five years ago, I was in a relationship. Um, I was in this relationship for about a year in like three months before we broke up. And it was great at first. And then it started to kind of like stale out and stuff. And we would always go to the gym together. Like he was a gym junkie. Uh, he would do his weight training. And then I would just hop on a cardio machine. And I was like, okay, let me burn my five, 600 calories on the cardio machine. It would either be the treadmill or the stairmaster and i would just be scrolling on instagram because who likes to do cardio <laughs> so i had to i had to like get my mind somewhere else and i was like okay i'm doing this and it would let the time pass by so i did that for a while with him he broke up with me and i found out that he was with another girl but he denied it and so i was very upset and um i was like you know what like, I'm not going to be sad about this. I'm actually going to get a nice body, like get super, super hot. And my men mentality back then was I'll get him back. So that was kind of like my, like, like I wanted to have a revenge body and make him come back to me. And so, cause you feel hurt. Like this person like broke up with you. And so you're like, what is wrong with me? Like, what is so great about that other girl? You know? So um, I trained really hard and I was there when he was there. So that was like my motivation. I showed up at the same time <laughs> that he was there to see him and it made me work out harder. Right. And so I just, over time, like the progress that I made, I just, I saw my body changing and then eventually I kind of just forgot about him because I had focused on me so much and I saw those changes within my body and I kind of just like kept going. Like I was working out five, six, sometimes seven days a week. I would be in the gym two hours a day. Like I would became obsessed with the gym and working out. And like fitness became more of a passion for me. So my major was psychology and I switched it, I ended up switching it to um, exercise science. I remember being outside of class, out of my statistics class and I hate math. I really, really hate math. And it was stats two at FIU. And I was I remember that class. I remember that. I actually, I took stats too as well. So I know yeah, what you're talking yeah. about. So I just, I don't know, mindset thing. I hated math like throughout the years and stuff like that. So I was standing outside and I was just kind of like, 
I don't want to take this test. And so I talked to two of my classmates and I was like, I was like, I don't know, I don't really want to be here. Like, I know I'm going to fail this test and I'm going to go to the admissions office and I'm going to talk to my advisor and I'm switching my major from psychology to exercise science. Wow. And she was like, are you sure you want to do this? And because <laughs> she's like, you only have like a year, like a year left or something like that. And I was like, yeah, I'm doing this. Like, and then I got certified as a personal trainer and then I started training some of my friends and then I started posting on Instagram videos of me training my clients and getting them results. And then, and that's where I am now. I've just been sharing my journey on Instagram this whole time. It's interesting how one thing in your life can really change your whole direction of everything. Right. Yeah. Like you, you went with one determined, like a, like a heartbreak or just like anything that really like is almost deteriorating in the moment where you're just like, exhausted and pulled through from that and you're mm -hmm. going with one objective and then it'll turn your entire life around into I think you really found yourself in a sense what you really right. truly wanted at the end of the day right right I had no idea that fitness like, this would be my career choice like growing up I only did um I did jump rope team in third and fourth grade and then um <laughs> I did cheerleading so i I mean, I wasn't like an athlete, really. I mean, I tumbled, but um, I think it's kind of crazy that I like got into fitness and I fell in love with it. And like, I went through so much. Similar to something our last guest said last week, uh, she said, my career found me. I didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it happened to me. It just, it, it was a natural process. And like Marley mentioned, you know, the adversity brought you a result of something really beautiful because it yeah. put you in an uncomfortable space and it forced you to do, you know, something that naturally came to you. So it's really amazing how this is back to back. We're hearing people saying, you know what, the career path kind of just came to me and chose yeah. me and I did what was natural for me, which is right. really cool. You know what I mean? Because I feel like that is the secret to the chemistry is finding something that really comes from within. And then you start doing something that brings you results. Right, right. Yeah, no, I agree. I literally went through life, like looking back, I went through life and I was like, okay, got to go to school, got to go to work. I worked two jobs at the time and I just felt like I wasn't fulfilled, but I kind of just kept going through the motions because I thought that that's what, that's what I needed to do. Like just, I didn't have a purpose and I, I didn't know what that was. Like I didn't know, like everyone does have a purpose, but they have to find it. I just feel so fulfilled now and I feel so happy. And I guess that's why I built my platform on Instagram and I'm able to share because I almost feel like I'm compelled or like I have a, like not like a responsibility, but like I just feel better that I'm able to connect and share what I've gone through. And so that helps other people as well. Right. And I love that. I, revenge bodies are always like the, the, like the first go-to, <laughs> by the way, for a lot of us especially when another one's involved or so, another woman's involved or something. And yeah. it's not your fault at the end of the day. It's never you, your body and those kind of things. It's always that asshole's fault. Right, right. but it's, it's like the best way to react because what if the reaction would have been, you know, let me go <laughs> and just like have sex with hundreds of men oh. and like eat shit and do drugs. Like, you know, that could totally be the reaction. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, option. turned into something like, it was used towards something good, so. Exactly. For you sure. use it, you sure. use that to fuel positive behavior, 
versus fueling negative behavior, which is really awesome because I can totally relate on the fact that I have become the type of person that the gym is therapeutic. And like, I never thought I would be because the gym was like the last thing I would do because I was, I've always been, you know, like a fat kid. So it's like, you, you have this struggle with like wanting to be active because it's a whole nother thing. So it's like, for me to get to the point that I'm saying, hey, this is therapy. Like, I totally get what you're saying. Like you totally used this and you became a little obsessed at one point, you know what I mean? And which is okay, you know, <laughs> it got you to where you got now, you know what I'm saying? You're, right. Obviously you're very in shape, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. that's like a good thing. Right, yeah, yeah. So tell us also, so when you started this journey, you were eating regular foods or I don't want to call it regular foods. I don't know how you would call it, but you are a vegan now. I yeah. call it regular foods because I mean, I don't know what the, you'll tell us the language. Okay. I, no, and it's true. And it's like us non-vegan people, sometimes yes. it feels as if we're doing something wrong in your eyes. You know oh. what I mean? Because you guys no. are like so. I'm, I'm totally the non-judgmental like vegan person. Um, so I, I guess I'll start with my evolution of like nutrition in general. So I grew up on pro, like processed foods. Um, my mom got like, uh, we had like hamburger helper. We had ramen noodles, chef Berardie, um, cereals, a whole bunch of processed foods. And I didn't really eat a lot of vegetables growing up, maybe some fruits. Um, but I didn't understand how to put together a meal or I didn't understand that, um, like, for example, I would come home after school and I'd be starving and I would literally just eat anything and everything. So I would eat like a whole box of macaroni and cheese. I would even add like sugar to it. Um, I would eat ketchup sandwiches. I would eat oatmeal until I felt satisfied. That's exactly what I did when I came home from school. And so when I binge eat, because I didn't know how to structure my meals back then. I didn't know that I should be pairing protein and complex carbs and healthy fats and veggies in one meal. Like I didn't understand that. Um, and I didn't understand that processed foods were, aren't the best for our bodies, you know? Um, I didn't go grocery shopping with my mom, so that's basically what I had to eat. And I didn't realize that also those foods made me sleepy. And so growing up, I, I, I'm sure you guys have heard it too, is like, oh my God, that food was so good. It gave me the itis. Mm -hmm. And so that's actually not a great thing. You don't want food to make you sleepy. You want food to make you feel energized and good. And so I didn't realize that until now, um, when I got into the gym and working out, it became um, like the bikini competitors where they would eat like the same protein. So it would be like chicken, tilapia, fish, uh, ground turkey with like asparagus and broccoli and frozen vegetables and just like very like bland and very like, I wouldn't, I guess to me, right. To me now it's boring to eat that food. The general, um, pro, the general meal preppers, Instagram story kind of setup. Is what right, right. 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 Like low carbs, have your cheat meal, have one cheat meal a week and you can allow your, yourself to eat like late at night and um, you have to eat six meals a day. Like, and so that's what I did for a while. And then, um, and then I kind of got tired of it and I was doing a lot of, I would say I was overtraining. I was probably, I was training two times a day. I was taking pre-workouts, which have lots of caffeine in them. I was also um, going to Starbucks one or two times um, a day as well. So that's more caffeine. 
Um, and I started to feel very like worn out and tired. I would wake up tired and I wouldn't have energy. And I was like, I came to a point where that I was like, this is, that's it. Like I got to do something, something's got to change. And so I actually met up with a, with an ex-boyfriend of mine. He is, he was actually vegetarian. And so, um, it's funny cause I invited him to my graduation dinner, which was at Shima Brazilian Steakhouse. And so <laughs> well, we had, there's like fish options there too. So after the graduation, he's like, you know, come over, let me talk to you about vegetarian and let me talk to you about Dr. Seavey alkaline diet. I don't know if you ladies have heard about that diet. He, he basically teaches people how to eat clean so they can combat diseases that normally get combated with very strong prescription drugs. Right, right, right. So it was a lot of like, it was, the, the list was very limited. So it was like um, a bunch of vegetables, obviously, and then no starches. So there was no beans, there's no bread, there's no um, rice, um, potatoes weren't on there. So I was doing egg, I think I was still doing eggs and I was doing um, salmon uh, with Dr. CB's list. So I was like looking at this list and I'm like, what the hell am I going to make? Like, I don't, I don't eat veggies and stuff like that. So um, I don't know. I just kind of like figured it out. I mean, my foods were pretty much boring and bland in the beginning, but I would do like two green shakes a day and um, I actually woke up and I had a lot of energy, um, which was my number one issue because that, that's what I wanted to fix. And um, something that was that I noticed about Dr. CB's alkaline diet that I did um, when I was on it is that I had, it's really strange, but I had like mucus, like I had like, like phlegm in my, like when I woke up, it was like in my throat and then my nose, like I had to clear out my nose and this happened for like maybe a week or two. So oh. I don't know what the deal with that was, but um, that doesn't happen to me anymore. That's <laughs> I'm like maybe a cleansing. That was before the diet or during the diet? That was during the, the alkaline diet. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that was like a cleansing, clearing my body out. I don't, I don't really know, but I just made mental note of that. Um, and then my skin brightened. And, but the thing is, I was eating more fruits and vegetables. So, and I was eliminating meat out of my diet, like beef. So of the toxins, it also had to do with you taking the toxins out of your meals. Like you were kind of like replacing that and putting in good bacteria in a way. Right, right, right. Exactly. So it, it worked, but then I was like, okay, I can't be on Dr. CB's alkaline diet. Like for too long. For, That's forever. A yeah. I was like, I gotta, so, and then I started incorporating beans and I actually lost a lot of weight. So I think I went from like 135 pounds um, to 125 pounds. So I lost 10 pounds, um, cutting out like meats and like all, you know, the starches and stuff like that. And I started to not like the way that my body was looking. Cause I like the thick look. I just, I don't want to look too skinny. So, and so now my diet is like, I have, so I follow like an 80, 20, the 80, 20 rule. So 80% whole foods and then 20% like processed foods. And I don't have any cheat meals. I kind of just eat in moderation. Like today I went and I got a cupcake. Like one cupcake is not going to ruin, ruin anything. A vegan cupcake, I assume? A vegan cupcake. How did I trans transition from vegetarian to vegan? Um, so I ended up watching the documentary, What the Health? I don't know if you've seen it. 
Okay. So when I was watching it, I just felt like really disgusted. And I was just like, I'm getting, I'm, I'm taking out fish and I'm taking out eggs. Like I'm, I'm done. Um, so yeah, I took like, I need to make sure that I'm getting all my nutrients. So I used chronometer and I added in my foods. And so it tells you if you've hit like your vitamins and your minerals, your amino acids, and then like your proteins, fats, and your carbs. Um, and so I realized I wasn't getting enough calcium and there was a few other things that I wasn't getting. So what I did is I just did my research and I made sure I incorporated more of those foods um, in order to get those levels back up. Um, I don't have any cravings for, for meat. I, th I think it's really weird because I worked at, a, at Shima Brazilian Steakhouse three years. And so I used to go all the time and eat a bunch of like steak. And I grew up on steak. So I thought that I would have cravings for it. And I actually don't have any cravings for it. And I, I can understand that because I've tried the, the vegetarian lifestyle and I've tried the vegan lifestyle. Vegan lifestyle, very short time. It was like a month and a half. And vegetarian, yeah. was like for a year. So what I can say is that when you do that, mm -hmm. red meat is the first thing that's the easiest to kick, in my opinion. Oh, okay. I think the hardest thing to kick is, is chicken, in oh, my wow. opinion. Do you grow up on chicken? I, well, yes, being Latina, you eat a lot of chicken, but it's not only that. I think the smell of baked chicken is delicious. So mm -hmm. it's like, yeah. just to smell baked chicken, it was like, oh my God, like I miss chicken. <laughs> I know everybody has their thing, but like that was the, what was the challenge for me. I choose not to be vegetarian or vegan or anything like that at the moment, but I do understand and I agree with you that uh, vegans do have a very interesting um way of cooking all these vegetables that I never even heard of. So now I think my question would be is, yeah. is that specifically like you, we don't really grow up knowing all these rainbows of vegetables and all these rainbows of herbs that if you put them together, that makes right. an awesome dope dish. Like I would say, what is, what is the myth that you can put an end to that a lot of people think that you guys are just eating like celery and, and and corn all day or something and it's like you know or a bunch of carbs you know because that's another thing like you're always hungry so you must eat a lot of carbs like how can you kind of like quickly just give us like the the biggest myths that people have about what vegans eat and you know how you guys really offset you know the food cravings and also yeah. how you get your protein in Okay. Okay. So that's actually one of the biggest, the biggest myths is like, you can't build muscle on a vegan diet and you totally can. You just have to get in enough protein. And so a lot of people think that you can't get in enough protein as a vegan and that's not true. So there are a lot of things that have protein in them, um, such as you have all the beans. So you have pinto, garbanzo, black beans, navy beans, all the beans. Then you have lentils, um, then you have, I'm trying to think, you have grains. So you have like wild rice, you have quinoa, um, there's a little bit in brown rice. Um, what else? Nuts and seeds. So cashews, almonds, walnuts, um, hemp seeds, cheese seeds. Um, what else? What else? There was a shake you made once. I actually make the shakes of this day. Was, was it the cacao cashew? the cacao one. The cacao with cashew. And I'm not vegan at all whatsoever. And I don't mind. Like, I go to vegan restaurants with friends and things like that. So I don't yeah. mind. Yeah, it's super, super tasty. Super good, the food. Yeah, like, super easy. And then around here in Seattle, in the city, especially in a, in a city capacity, there's tons of vegan options. Like, yeah. you'll go to a bar, but it's a whole vegan bar. And you'll be like, what did I just end up in? Okay. <laughs> 
you be like, this is a dive bar, but it's vegan. You were like, yeah. You were like, all right, cool. So like, but that shake that you made once, I I literally stick to that because it is, it literally tastes like a milkshake. Like she, it literally, oh my God. It is. It so, is so, it's so good. I'm so obsessed. I'm so glad I, I, I found that. But, um, um, but yeah, protein is probably the biggest one. Yeah, tofu, um, I, that's kind of like the only, the only processed meat that I get as a vegan. Um, I don't do like the other ones. I think it's Satan and um, Beyond Meat. Like the Beyond Meat burgers. I limit that. Like if I go out, maybe I'll have a Beyond burger, but I don't. I don't bring that to my house. Like I don't put it in my house uh, because it's it's processed at the end of the day, and and I don't want to be eating a ton of processed foods. I want to be eating good foods that are going to make me feel feel really really good. So there is a differentiation between having processed foods and having vegan food that's still processed in a, in an essence because everything can still be processed in some way. Right, the processed journey is a whole nother process. It's not even about being a vegan. There's right. many people that I know that are still is it meat eaters? Is that the proper term? I don't know. Yeah, omnivores, omnivores, like they do both. Yeah, and yeah. I have friends that they, I mean, they love their steaks, but they do not eat processed foods at all. Like, okay. it's, that's their journey. Their journey is to not intake the processed foods because, you know, as they say, that's killing us. Yeah. I guess, you know what I mean? So, so the processed foods essentially is, um, well, meats would fall into the processed foods. That's, that's I think, that's uh, confusing. Well, you can get organic raw foods. foods. No, is that not... The thing organic meat or is how organic? Uh, yeah, there's like grass. There's like grass-fed meats, um, which is supposed to be better for you because I guess they're the the animals getting less um, antibi antibiotics and hormones. Mm -hmm. um, so I mean, yeah, people like, and that's like on my page, on my Instagram page, I haven't really talked too much about be like being vegan and stuff like that, just because my overall goal is just to have someone feel energized and just eat healthier and limit the processed foods. Like I'm fine. Like people can have processed foods in moderation, but like when your diet is full of processed foods, like you're just going to feel tired, sluggish, um, hungry all the time. You're going to have the cravings that you were just talking about. So it's mm -hmm. important to get whole foods in your diet. And if that consists of having some, some meats, fish, then that's totally fine. I don't judge people for that. Um, um, I do have clients, all of my clients eat meat. Um, I just have one vegetarian and one vegan client. Um, but I don't put them down or anything for that. I would say maybe people can limit, reduce the amount of protein that they eat because everyone eats protein with every single meal, but you're forgetting about the other protein sources that are actually great for you. Like I mentioned before, garbanzo beans, lentils. Right. Um, Maybe you can send us over some of your recipes so we can share it with our followers when they listen to this episode. Because I think that one of the biggest struggles that people have, mm -hmm. myself as well, I can admit it, mm -hmm. sometimes you don't know what to pair your protein with because you get bored. And it's like, I don't want to have all these empty salads that are not really providing me any nutrition. I would right. like to have a you know, a side that's actually going to provide me with vitamins and, you know. Right, right, right. Um, so what I tell my clients is this is kind of like what I, what I live by and how I, what I tell my clients, because this is going to help reduce cravings. 
Um, and it's going to make sure that you do get all of your macronutrients in. So macronutrients are going to be what you need more of. So that's your protein, your carbs, and your fats. Um, and so you're going to need all three of those within your diet. Um, and so that's why I tell my clients have three to four meals a day. Um, and each meal should consist of a protein source, a complex carb, and a healthy fat. Um, or they can swap out the healthy fat for like another vegetable. So the complex carb would be like um, wild rice. And then, so say you do chicken with quinoa, quinoa and then you do, um, you could do a vegetable or you can do avocado with that. So a complex carb can also be a vegetable, but I would prefer my clients to have something with a little bit more, um, something that's going to make them feel full and yeah. So I always do like a complex car would be like, like I said, wild rice or quinoa um, to keep them full. Do you have like a recommended protein shake that you like your go-to, something that you really enjoy that has a high protein intake, but also does have those vegan standards for you? Because I think that it's difficult nowadays to find protein because you're trying to not go crazy on the way. And you're trying not to get something that has a lot of sugar, but you do need yeah. something with a high carb intake. So what's a good protein shake or supplement that you recommend? So I, <clears throat> I stopped taking supplements of like two years ago, um, but I did recently just add in a protein shake. Um, I've, been, I've only been using it for like two months, but um, I started using Organifi's plant-based vanilla protein, and it has a bunch of vitamins and minerals in it. Um, it tastes really, really good because a lot of protein uh, plant-based powders are very grainy, um, and it's it's like chalky, and it's that doesn't. I've had before. Yeah, yeah protein powders are being filled with like not good quality ingredients, and so they're actually found some heavy metals and some of the protein powders. So I think that's really important. If someone wants to get a protein powder, make sure that it's sourced for, like from good quality and like, um, like it's a good company. Um, you don't wanna just go to Walmart and pick up any brand. Like you wanna do your research because if you're consuming this on a daily basis, like you wanna make sure that it's good quality ingredients. So the Organifi, um, it, is, it is pretty expensive, I'm not gonna lie, but, I really, really like it, and I have no complaints about it, um, and it has a bunch of vitamins. And do you drink it with water, or do you use, like, a almond milk or something? So, no, I just mix it with water, um, and then I just add some berries, and I add bananas, and then I'll add uh, one, um, like, either rainbow chard or kale or spinach. Spinach is probably the best way to go because it mixes very well in the blender. Sometimes kale will have a little bit of chunks in it and it might have a little bit of a bitter taste. So um, definitely spinach. I actually really love spinach in my shakes. I think yeah. it tastes really good. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I was surprised, but I'm like, oh, this shit is delicious with spinach. It really is. Well, when Crystal Ann suggested on her story um, to do the cacao powder, spinach, cacao powder, some ice, and a little bit of like coconut milk or almond milk are like uh, cashew milk. Oh yeah. In there. And yeah, you're, you're good. I was like, yeah. oh, I'm eating all the greens anyone has ever told me I need to have. Yeah, yeah you can tell. Because the chocolate, just a little bit of that chocolate covers everything. Like, yeah. It covers you straight up and you don't even have to like 
you're not even thinking about it anymore. Just the chocolates in there is really nice. So Crystal Ann, on your um, stories, your Instagram stories and Instagram, you share a lot of those recipes. And so that's how I got my my favorite protein that I make now. Also on your stories, you have recently been sharing with us um, your journey with 23andMe which I like as of knowing you from a distance and working together and those kind of things, I've always, I found that a very intriguing and that's what kind of kept me coming back, which I'm sure is a lot of your followers. Like, where does this go? It's like a MTV diary kind of moment. You're like, (laughs) or true life. And you're just like, where does this end? How does this finish? So you've had your own little documentation going on there with your 23andMe journey. Um, Share with us how that's been going. Kind of what made you decide? First, let's tell our listeners, for those of you who don't know what 23andMe is, what is it? Um, okay. 23andMe is a DNA test, I think is the best way to describe it. Mm-hmm. DNA test that kind of tracks down your ancestral history. Is that, is that a word? Yes. Ancestral, yes. Ancestral. Um, it gives you a kind of a background of your, your ancestral history, um, kind of giving you a better perspective of where your family bloodline comes from and kind of history and things like that. Um, and Crystal Ann has documented, I've never taken one. But, you know, little you think the government's just trying to get data on us so okay. that they're getting our DNA. Yeah. Data thing is a whole other level because I work in data. So I've seen a lot of data and I had to find all of y'all's. But, <laughs> but I, I, make- I don't, it's already there. My data swab and everything is already somewhere else in a doctor's office. So that's a really <laughs> fun start. But uh, Crystal Ann has taken a 23andMe test and you're actually one of the one people that I know that's actually documenting the journey of receiving your results and what you did next steps with it. So if you don't mind kind of sharing what made you decide to take the test and where that has leaded you from there. If you want to share. Okay. So I always wanted to find my birth parents. Um, since, um, since I was young, my mom always, my adopted mom always said that, you know, you're adopted and this is what happened. And she gave me the story and she's like, when you turn 18, we will look for your birth parents. Okay. And mine was a private adoption. I had like, she literally gave me like a stack of papers, which I'm surprised for, for a private adoption. And so I started like Googling stuff. I started doing adoption registries and, um, we even had like a friend, um, I guess she had access to something online to where she can try and track down my mom and stuff like that. So I've been searching for forever. What's a private adoption? What's the, what's a private adoption? You don't know, you don't have any information on your birth parents. Like you have, you're supposed to have zero, like you're not supposed to have, be able to find them. Got it. Yeah. Um, So I was looking ever since I was 18 and I just had no luck. I'm like, Yo, MySpace, Facebook comes out. I'm like trying to search and stuff and like zero. So I was like, you know what? Um, I'll probably do one of those ancestry things. And so a lot of people were, were telling me about it. And I was like, you know what? I haven't had any luck. Like, let me just, let me just do it. And so I was like, I don't know my nationality. And for, for the longest people would always ask me and I'm like, I don't really know. I was like, I was told I was Guatemalan, Ecuadorian, English and American Indian. And so I just really wanted to find out like my nationality too. So, um, I did 23andMe and, um, honestly, I didn't think, I didn't think I would find really find anything. Um, but I found out that I am, like British, Irish, um, European, 
So I kind of like already knew that. And then it didn't say that I was Spanish at all. It said that I was Nigerian, like from Nigeria or something. So I'm like half black, half, half white or whatever. Um, but then it tells you like who you connect with, like who, who, uh, how much DNA you share with like your first cousin, your second cousin, third cousin. And so, um, I looked up a person that had like 14% DNA with me. Um, there was a few people that actually matched kind of like that high. So I sent them a, a message right away. I was like, Hey, my name is Chris Lynn. I've been looking for my birth parents, blah, 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 blah. This is all the information that I have. Um, and sure enough, someone messaged me back and she's like, you are definitely a part of the family. She's like, it's a really big family. So she's like, let me find out. Um, let me find out who your mother is. So she, you know, asked around and stuff like that. And she actually is my, um, she is my great aunt. Um, she's like in her sixties. And then she talked to my cousin who is also in her sixties and my cousin, she told me who my birth mom is. And she's like, I really want to come to see you. She's like, I have really important information about your birth mom. And I really want to come see you. Then a few days later, she's like, you know, I just, she's like, I, I need to tell you something important. And so she brought the news to my attention that my mom was actually uh, in a car accident at the age of 20 or 21 years old. Um, and my half sister happened to be in the car with her. Wow. And yeah, it was like somewhere, it was on uh, I-95 heading north. She actually lived 15 minutes away from where I live now. So the she whole time, the whole time. So, um, I thought that was pretty crazy. She worked at an Arby's, um, as a manager. Wow. Um, she went to Stoneman Douglas high school, which is, I don't know, like 20 minutes Down away the street, <laughs> 20 minutes away from me. Um, so I thought that was really crazy. And so your um, mom or your sister, my, my mom, well, my mom, my mom and my half sister lived close, close by to yeah. where I am now. Okay. Um, my, my half sister was, uh, three at the time. So she wow. passed away at three years old. Uh, my cousin got in contact with, um, my half sister's dad and we all went out to dinner with his wife and he brought me like three albums of like photos of my mom. And he's wow. like, your mom loves to take pictures. And, um, I got to actually like go through them. I took a few pictures of them. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I, I got to find out a little bit about my mom. Uh, how does that feel? Does, is that rewarding? Did that satisfy the ne the need? No, yeah, it definitely did. Like it really brought me closure. I mean, although it was bittersweet, um, and then I'll never be able to actually meet her. Like, um, I did get closure from it. So, and, and her side of the family has been so supportive, like to meet my other two, uh, great aunts. Um, and they actually got me this, wa this water bottle. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they were, they're super supportive and, um, really like the family is really nice. So I Does it feel like they're your family. I'm just curious. Like, do you feel it? I, I do feel it. Um, just because like, they're just like, they're just so welcoming and warming and like, yeah. It's a little scary to think out there, like when you see that number of like 14% match and you're just like, what the hell is that? Like, yeah, 
completely thrown off? Were you kind of scared and nervous with that first initial reach out? Like, how did it feel to reach out? Or were you just like, you know, you're ready. You were, know you were prepared. No, I feel like I was ready. I think I was not prepared for the news that I was about, to, that I was getting, uh, that I was not prepared for and I literally cried the entire weekend. And um, that's why it's a little hard for me to kind of talk to, talk about it on social media. Like I talked about it the one time, but uh, like sometimes I still break down and I cry and, yeah. and I don't, I want to be able to to talk to people and not be like sobbing every few minutes, you know? Right. I mean, yeah. it's just, it just proves how amazing uh, family can be. Like yeah. it, you don't even need to know a person, but you can feel it. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. that's amazing. I think that um, I, I have a family member that's adopted and he's had a lot of challenges oh, wow. and he still communicates with his uh, biological mom um, and his, half siblings but it's just like being an outsider in his situation like you just you kind of don't always know what to say you know what I mean it's like you kind of want to be supportive but it's like yeah say you know what I'm I'm part of your family that adopted you so it's like to me it's like you have a family bro you know what I mean so it's like yeah it's such a touchy subject and I actually have a few friends that are adopted and um some of them were like, some of them are hesitant to actually go and meet their family. And then of course, uh, their adoptive parents might not be okay with it. They might not be open into it. And so they get offended. Yeah, they get offended. So it's, it really is a touchy subject to, to talk about. I've always been open about it. And my mom knows that I love her and she loves me to death. Right, mom? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so yeah, she, yeah. And it was, it was kind of funny because, uh, my cousin, when she was talking to my, um, my mom's ex-boyfriend, my half sister's dad, he was like, you know, your mom always wanted to get you back. And I, I just kind of like laughed because I'm like, there's no way in heck my adopted mom is giving me up. <laughs> She's like, there's no way. So, um, so yeah, it is a touchy subject. I've always been open about it, but I do know other, um, people that were adopted and they're not as open as I am. And maybe, you know, you just never know the outcome of what could happen, maybe rejection or, um, you know, my mom passed away. So that's also like, that's pain. Like no one wants to ever experience that and you don't know what to expect. Maybe you're, maybe the parents are drug addicts. Like you don't know what you're getting into. Which which happens quite often. Not everyone has a great adoption story to tell, you know? Yeah. Do you think that it's, in your opinion, as you being in this situation, do you think it's better for if you do decide to adopt a child, let's say you're on the other spectrum and -hmm. you're looking to, you know, foster a child and become a parent or adopt a child, you think if the child is really young, do you think it's important for the child to know early on that they're adopted? Or is it something that you believe that you should just have that conversation as an older person so that you can truly understand like what do you think is the best approach i think i think i think my adopted mom did it did it the right like the right way because she's always told me so then it kind of like like it just built on each other like once i started to understand i started to ask more questions and so she was just like you know you were truly wanted like i always wanted wanted you like i always wanted a child that i can love and that made me feel really good um, but I think that saying it from the get-go, I think that's important, you know, um, because if, if I were to find out later in life, I would be 
extremely upset that you know no one told me and like I, I would feel like they were hiding it you know my mom was hiding it from me or um a yeah. lot of resentment builds up in that sense yeah it's like, like can I even trust you as my mom like why would you do that to me you know right and that's, and that's good that's that's good that she was honest with it and so it'll, yeah. I think and I know other people who've also been adopted that who were aware all their life and were open and honest about it with you know their parents yeah. were completely open about it and so that yeah. kind of built them up to the make of their own decision right, at 18, right whether you decide to like you said grab those files and open them or leave them there and there's where they you know and then right you in stores yeah. or something yeah about I mean I actually knew a girl in New York that mm -hmm. she was being raised um in a Irish uh black couple like, I forget who was Irish, but one of her parents were Irish and the other parent was Black American. Yeah. So, you know, she had a blended look. You know what I mean? Okay. So yeah, she, yeah. But she was very proud of being Irish and that, you know, cultural connection. You know how sometimes if you're just American, it's not the same. But when you have, like, you know what I mean? Like, so people feel connected to that. So she right. had, like, a shamrock, like, tattooed to her hand, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Then this all just hit the fan and she discovered that she was adopted. Oh, wow. at an older age like her yeah. parents didn't tell her because they didn't want her to grow up with that insecurity or whatever mm. so when she found out that and then she did like a test or whatever she found out who her biological parents were she's not even irish wow. so, <laughs> like devastated she's like i'm over here with a shamrock oh, <laughs> I'm, my God. I'm not even irish at the end of the yeah. day you, you are what you're raised you know what i'm saying if you were correct. raised that way it correct is correct it's still a part of her yeah right yeah. But that's, that's an example of a person that they probably didn't take the right approach and it blew up in their face. You know what I mean? She was very resentful. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, though. And I'm glad that journey, I mean, I was watching it again as I was watching True Life on <laughs> <laughs> stories. So like a documentary, but I found that, like, I loved it that you were happy, you were excited. I can feel yeah. it stories. So yeah. very happy for you and excited that you've kind Thanks. of sealed that and kind of you know found extended family or just friends in general yeah 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 to be friends and be a part of your journey yeah. um as we really quickly just to kind of go back into the kind of weight loss you do i mean into fitness you mm -hmm. are a personal trainer yes correct a certified i don't know what it's, it's a certified personal certified. Trainer. yes through acsm and you also you don't do bodybuilding correct or were you in that journey as well of doing that <laughs> No, I just followed the bodybuilding diet and <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Um, what is just very quickly, cause you give really good healthy tips on weight loss as opposed to like cutting people's diets or foods, chopping everything down to the nitty gritty. You're just mm -hmm. like eat, like just eat what you're going to eat and have repetition. I've noticed that. Um, what are some other, or what are some misinformations you can share about weight loss or getting really healthy? in that sense for some people who are listening so a lot of people think that they have to they have to cut out certain food groups such as carbohydrates um and i think that has to do with like the whole processed food thing like it's so easy to overeat on processed foods and so i would say like if you were going to eat like like cookies and cupcakes like that falls under carbohydrates and so it's easy to rack up those calories. So what do they do is they cut out all carbs, even if that means brown rice and, um, and breads and pastas. And everything is okay in moderation, okay? Carbs do not make you fat. 
okay? A lot of people think that um, fats make you fat as well, and that is un that's not true either. Um, you, your body needs th the three macronutrients that I talked about before, which is protein, carbs, and uh, healthy fat. What you need to do is just have a balance. Um, the only way that people gain weight is because they are overeating. They're eating more calories than their body is, than they're eating more calories than their body is burning. So if you want to lose weight, then you just, you just go into like a little bit, a little calorie deficit, not too much. In order to burn one pound of fat, um, you have to burn 3,500 calories. Okay. If you divide that by seven days, that's five, you have to be in a 500 calorie deficit each day. So what people can do is they can just subtract 250 calories from nutrition, from the food that they eat, and then they can go ahead and burn 250 calories exercising. Gotcha. So to burn, to burn 250 calories, that's probably like 30, maybe 30, 40 minutes in the gym. I would say that's pretty doable. And then 250 calories less than what you're eating is not that bad but if you go ahead and you subtract 500 a whole 500 from your diet from just nutrition alone that might be hard because if someone's only eating eating 1500 calories then they're gonna subtract 500 that leaves them with a thousand calories to literally live off of um so that's actually too that's way too low every female should have a baseline of like 1500 i don't think any female should be dropping below 1500 Otherwise, I think that's unhealthy. Or maybe also, I mean, I'm not trying to be funny. Don't go the total opposite and have a meal that is 2,500 calories. Right. So you know I mean, like you're blowing all your calories on this one crazy meal. And right. Like you're yeah. People go, people go to the extremes. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, just, just, just subtract. Just like stop having those cookies at night. That will probably help you or stop drinking all this alcohol on the weekend just take you know just a, take Some out a little bit not, not a lot don't kill yourself but a lot of people go through those extremes and so when you cut calories too low they don't have enough energy they don't want to go to the gym because they're not feeling good um and they're starving and so that's not the right way to go about it you definitely want to have proteins complex carbs and healthy fats in your diet and that's why it's important to have those balance have meals balanced um throughout the day question then because the new trend are yeah. is the keto diet uh <laughs> keto diet one more time i love cheese and so keto diet just doesn't function for me in a sense because i'll feel like i'm just eating cheese <laughs> all along it's you know because it's very much like low carb and high protein, high, high fat. Protein, it's, high it's fat. very, very Atkins. Uh, and mm, yeah. Whatever, you know, and that was really popular for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's coming back in the keto diet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so what are your thoughts on that one? Cause I'll eat, like I said, cheese all day and with asparagus or something. Yeah. Barely, it sounds very, fairly easy, but I know you also have to track it at the same time. But what are your thoughts on that diet or diets in general? Okay, so the keto the ketogenic diet I'm not a fan of because one I love carbohydrates like it's what fuels my body I feel I feel good eating them um, so I would not take them out of my diet um, I would feel really restricted it wouldn't be something that I could keep up with 
So I know some people can actually keep, keep up with the keto diet and it does work. All diets work if you follow them, but it's finding the right diet that works for you. For example, like I said, carbs, I love eating carbs. So I would not do that diet at all. Like I said, it does work initially. It does work and it might work initially. A lot of people I know drop weight in like the first two weeks and stuff like that. But if you can't keep up with it and you have low energy and you're having all these cravings and stuff, it is definitely not the, the diet that you want to stick to. It defeats the purpose of it. it yeah, it defeats the purpose. It's supposed to be a lifelong journey of health and fitness. Right. And I, I think it's also safe to say sometimes everyone's journey is not going to work for you. You know what right. I mean? Like it's that's different. why there's like 700 diets is because yeah. everybody has a journey. Right. So everybody has a, that's why I really try not to like obsess over like what kind of diets work for other people. Yeah. I think you just have to understand what works for your body. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. it's like, I like when people who dedicate themselves to personal training and helping people reach their fitness goals, give people a combination of exercise and nutrition advice mm -hmm. because they work hand in hand together and yeah. how they say you build abs in the kitchen, not in the gym. So <laughs> it's like, you know, you have to, you have to know what you're, what you're doing to get the results you're looking for. So with that being said, with what you do, are you providing people with like maybe like a tailored way that they should eat and what works for them based on the conversations you're having and then combining that with the workout plan? Is that like kind of what people can expect from you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I don't, at the end of the day, I don't want to make someone do something that they're, they don't, like they're not going to have fun doing or they're not going to enjoy. So I'm not going to force my client, like if she doesn't want to eat broccoli, I'm not going to say, you know, eat broccoli, you have to, you know. So when it comes to nutrition, I can only give nutritional guidance. I can't give like a meal plan because that's out of my scope of practice. That's more of a dietitian. Um, I can only give general information. For example, um, I can calculate someone's macros so I can tell them how many calories they should be eating, their proteins, their fats, and their carbs. Um, and then I can also kind of just give them the structure. Like I told you ladies about um, how to structure the meal, protein, complex carbs, and uh, healthy fats or veggies. I can tell you how to do that. Um, but ultimately it comes down to the client making those choices about what they want to eat. I can only give them, educate them and give them knowledge. And then they have to make the decision on what they want to eat. But I want them to make their own decisions and I want them to learn how to actually put meals together because when they're not with me anymore, how are they going, how are they going to keep this up? Then they're going to try the next diet. I don't want them to keep going from diet to diet. I want them to learn the right way. A lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. I, I've had a lot of ups and downs in my weight loss and weight gain and all this stuff. But right now yeah. I feel like I'm getting back into my old groove. And the funny thing is that I learned how to stop like beating myself up when I do have mm. my bad moments. Yeah. And not allowing that to be an excuse to keep getting into this negative space. Like sometimes right. you just got to say, you know what? I went out with my friends last night and, you know, we had a bunch of appetizers yeah. because we were all drinking and it is yeah, what it is. Good. You and start the, fresh the next day. Okay. Drink water, honey. And like, <laughs> don't drink sugar drinks. Like you have to kind of like balance. I think yeah, it, it's, you, it's all about balance. Yeah, you just get right back on track. I mean... 
that that's it. You can't beat yourself up for too long because then you're not going to make any progress, you know? Right, for sure. So. Well, thank you, Crystal Lamb, for joining us. This thank has been a, a very great uh, a conversation. Um, and shout out to you being vegan and not putting it down our throats. I yeah, bet always... No. Not at all. He's one of those, like, just do a little bit of this and that. And yeah, like, it's not like, here's this animal being slaughtered and killed apart and chopped in half. Yeah. <laughs> Yummy. I think right? we wouldn't want to talk about that. I mean, I don't want to talk about it. I know about it and I'm well aware. And I wouldn't. And that's it. Not yet, no. Um, But let everyone know, all of our listeners, how to find you, how to follow you. Um, your websites and things like that, if they're interested in learning more of how to register with you to become their trainer and all that, et cetera. All right. So you can find me on Instagram at Crystal Ann, my name. So that's C-R-I-S-T-A-L-A-N-N. You can also find me on Facebook under Crystal Ann as well. And then my website is www.crystalannfitness.com. Um, I am the most active on Instagram, so definitely give me a follow. I give a lot of tips um, about nutrition and training, and um, I do cater mostly to women um, wanting to lose body fat and tone up and uh, just generally look good, feel good, uh, and get stronger. So so I have online coaching and I have in-person coaching, but I will be transitioning into mainly online coaching. So if you live in the South Florida area, if you live in Plantation Weston or Fort Lauderdale area, um, now would be the time to reach out to me if you want to train with me in person, because in a few months, I will strictly be online coaching. Um, so I'm super, super excited for that. So reach out to me if you have any struggles with nutrition. Thank you. Nutrition or training, I'll be happy to help you and support you. Any advice that you need, I am always here. So thank you guys so much. Very cool. Awesome. So thank you for sharing. We really appreciate your honesty and, you know, yeah. diving into personal stories. That was really awesome of you. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate yeah. it. I'm glad to be able to share it with everyone. And we'll be sharing Crystal Ann's recipes. Send us a couple of recipes oh, that we can post and things like that sure. that you want us to share on our site so people I can share that cocoa milkshake that I love. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Yes. So good. I've never bought dates in my life until oh. my day. Oh my God. They're so sweet. I'm like, what the heck? It was fantastic. So, yeah. <laughs> so thank you again, though, Crystal Land. We appreciate it. Um, and thank you again. Bye. Uh, thank you again to Crystal Land for joining us. Uh, I'm ready to get my fitness on. And my recommendation of the week has something to do with fitness. How exciting. <laughs> so this week, I recommend or I have started taking aqua fitness. So that's oh, cool. Like, yeah, like you do your little workout in the in the pool. Yes, it's for old ladies. <laughs> but I will tell you, I have been waking up in pain, which means the shit works, my friends. Um, they give you these little weights in the water. Like you, it's optional, but adding the weights makes a huge difference. Um, it really gives that resistance at the same time. And I love water. I think it's a Pisces thing. Being a Pisces and being in the water really excites me, makes me happy. Chlorine every single day in my hair is not supposed to be that way, but I'm working on that and getting a cap. But I loved it, the resistance of it, the motion, the moving and things like that. It's really fun and really nice. So that's the recommendation this week. That's awesome. I heard it's really good on your joints. That's what I hear that is good, right? For yes. aquatic workouts. Yes, yes. Um, 
check it out, guys. Just sign up at your local whatever. With the old ladies, I mean, they gossip all day. Uh-huh. I absolutely love that. That's what you're doing. That makes me super happy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's exciting. Um, now, um, my recommendation of the week is going to be uh, getting a facial. I went to Skin Laundry, um, which is in a few places. I know that it's in California. It's in uh, Florida. And the reason I know it's in California, that's where it started and originated from. So I'm not sure. It could be in the States, guys. Just look up the actual website. It's SkinLaundry.com. I love the name. I think it's super cute. Um, Basically, what it is is that it's called, let me tell you right now what the facial is called. It's called the Laser and Light Facial. Ooh. really cool mm-hmm. and like they 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 like kind of like burn you a little bit which it smells like that you know what i'm saying it kind of smells like fireworks <laughs> that's like the first thing <laughs> i thought of and then they put this cooling stuff on you and it's really amazing and like you know of course your face feels like sensitive after the experience but it was so relaxing it was so needed it was so like a moment for myself. It was so like a pampering moment. So I thought it was really cool. So I would recommend anyone to go ahead and try to get a facial um, and get your, show your skin some love. As you can see, this is my bare skin today because it I'm looks so- beautiful. It looks glow. Like I didn't know you got a facial. It, you look like it's like everything was just kind of take like stripped like out of it like your face looks flawless right now on this camera yo the fact that i'm barefaced on camera is like a big deal in 2019 so it's just like you know what i'm saying like it's something and it's like it's just i want to keep doing that and i want to keep on um, treating my face well so if you guys are interested i think they have like a promotion right now for the month of august that they're promoting like their facial so i think you can get one free or something so just go on skinlaundry.com that's my recommendation for the week beautiful skin your face looks bomb right now awesome thanks i appreciate it (laughs) um and that wraps up this week's episode of fresh mondays don't forget to follow us on instagram at fresh mondays podcast don't forget to email us at fresh mondays podcast at gmail.com you can follow me at love marley underscore that's l-u-v-m-a-r-l-e-y underscore and you can follow diana at I am Diana C underscore. That's I A M D I A N A C as in cat at Instagram. And I will respond to you there. And you guys can always feel free to contact us, DM us, let us know what you guys think. If you want to participate, be a part of the show, recommend the person to be a part of the show. We love the suggestions. Um, we really appreciate all the guests that we've had. Yes. For the past season, you know what I mean? And then all the guests that are coming, we're pretty excited. Thank you for supporting us. Make sure to subscribe, guys. Subscribe. Oh, subscribe. subscribe. On YouTube, there's a link somewhere here. And if you're on your phone, we'll show you the instructions on our Instagram. How to subscribe if you haven't yet. Um, thank you guys again and have a good night. Bye, guys.